Today, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. When the days for his being taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On the way, they entered a Samaritan village to prepare for his reception there, but they would not welcome him because the destination of his journey was Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they journeyed to another village. The Gospel of the Lord. Which of the two fulfilled the will of his father? Jesus asked the priests and elders in Sunday's glimpse of the gospel. A child's question asked of grown-ups. It's good that Jesus asks us obvious and easy-to-answer questions, so that we realize that physical maturity doesn't always go hand-in-hand with spiritual maturity, or vice versa, spiritual maturity doesn't always go hand-in-hand with physical maturity. What counts in the end? To appear to be or to really be? To seem religious or to be religious? At the end of the day, what is it to be religious? To live the will of God and for that it's not necessary to appear anything. Many times people tell us priests that we are closer to God, that he listens to us more. However, to call ourselves religious, to have been consecrated, doesn't assure us true religiosity, which is finally played out in the concrete works every day, in loving as God the Father loves, and loving what He loves, and not so much ourselves. Today's glimpses of the Gospel shows us a Jesus who is misunderstood and rejected by His own and others. Generally, this is an aspect of the Gospels that we often overlook or don't analyze much, even we priests. It's much more pleasant to talk about the beautiful things in the life of Jesus. It's easier, and it's also more attractive. But, what do we do with the rest? Why did the writers of the Gospels not hide that Jesus was grossly misinterpreted and misunderstood, both by his disciples and by strangers? We should seriously ask ourselves this question. Do we really know the Jesus of the Gospels, or just the Jesus that we were told about in catechism classes as children? Do we know the real Jesus as described in the four Gospels and in the whole New Testament? Or do we know the Jesus who is put together to convince us that everything was beautiful? Do we make up a Jesus for ourselves, according to our own criteria and preferences, to be more comfortable with our faith? I see no wrong in asking ourselves these questions seriously. It never hurts to ask. St. Paul said, For Jews demand signs, and Greeks look for wisdom. But we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are called, Jews and Greeks alike, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Today, we could say those very same words. On the one hand, some Christians or believers seek and preach about a sweetened Jesus, a problem solver, a Jesus who magically relieves suffering, a Jesus made to our own measure 
a pocket-sized Jesus, a Jesus without contradictions, and even without a cross. On the other hand, those who don't believe, or who believe in strange things, demand that we present them with a Jesus or a God who gives answers to all the mysteries of life, a God who represents an idea, a God who clears up the mysteries and fights the evil of this world, and, as apparently nobody comes up with the answers, these people end up concluding that God doesn't exist. Following this line of reasoning, there's no need for God if we have the wisdom of the world, which seems to solve everything. It's neither one extreme nor the other. We preach a living Jesus, one who is alive, increasingly alive, yet a Jesus who, with his life, taught us how to live. Jesus' life was full of contradiction and incomprehension. However, he shed light on how to live and showed us the way. We can't simply take for granted that Jesus is alive and risen today. It isn't enough. We must know how he lived and what he did. If it were enough for us to know that Jesus is now alive and risen, it wouldn't have been necessary to write the Gospels in so much detail. Today, Jesus is rejected by the Samaritans and misunderstood by John and James, his own friends, to such an extent that he himself had to tell them off. He had to rebuke them because they didn't understand anything. Jesus turned and rebuked them. He was determined to go to Jerusalem to lay down his life while his disciples spoke to him about calling down fire from heaven to consume those Samaritans. He was being rejected by many, and he responded with love. But his friends wanted war. They wanted death. How strange, isn't it? Doesn't this desire to get rid of those who think differently ring a bell? We can be so blind in life. How incoherent we Christians sometimes are. It would be wonderful if Jesus looked at us and rebuked us. It would do us so much good. Those of us who follow Jesus must do nothing but seek peace. We must never resort to violence, not even to defend Jesus. He never wanted that, nor does he want it today. Remember, when Peter cut off the guard's ear in defense of his friend, Jesus asked him to put away his sword. He's so good that not even his disciples understood him. He is too good, we sometimes say of some people, as if we meant he's kind of foolish. It seems it isn't convenient to be so good in this world. If you're good, they don't understand you. They even make fun of you. But what do you prefer, to appear to be fools and to be good, or to be fools and not be good? Jesus is good, but he rebukes his disciples so that they can understand that violence is never the answer. It just can't be the answer. If we want to be like Jesus, we must walk the path he walked, knowing that not everyone will understand us when we wish for peace rather than for violence. May we have a good day, and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, descend upon our hearts and remain forever.